All right, let's open our Bibles in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Today we're going to learn um, the first lesson of marriage. My goal is not to talk to those who are not in Christ. It's my goal to address Christians. To those who aspire marriage. To those who are in marriage. And also to rebuke the some misconception for not being married or for not desire marriage. And I think the big idea of the number 21 verse is that Paul called us to be reverent fear, to have reverent fear of God and love Him in this cause of subjection. And the object of this subjection of the person that we need to be subject or submission is the person of God. And this is the goal of the Christian marriage, God's glory. So let's read <clears throat> verse 21, and we're going to try to address a little bit of 22, and let's pay attention to God's word. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. Let me make a little bit of comment in verse 21 before we start later foundation and let start having applications to our life. The word reverence there in the ESB, um, this is a really bad translation. Actually, the Geneva Bible and the King James changed the word reverence for fear. So you can read the you can read this verse like this: submit one another. In fear for Christ. In fear. And it's applying Paul to the wives first. He's going to address the wives. And then he's going to address the husband. And then later on, he's going to address the children, the masters. So he's talking about submission. But in in chapter 5, he addresses how we need to walk in love one another. Brethren, Love, obedience, sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. Right here, my dear brothers, the misconception of marriage in our days, it is that everyone has the desire to complete their own goal. Like I said in the beginning, it is his address only for Christians. God Call every man and every woman to marriage. If we can have the difference, or if we can see the difference as men between a woman and a tree, we should to be married. Women, if you can have the difference between a BMW and a man, you should to be married. But not to everyone. If you are a Christian, you should to bury with a Christian. You should to be married with a Christian man. 
and I'm going to give you some qualification for this man, and I'm going to give you some qualification to this woman, if it's a man single, and it's a woman who is single, but also refresh to those who are marriage. The world see marriage, it is, it's like a, a course to the life of a person. Many people, either, by the way, either Christians think the marriage, it is a curse. It is like a heavy calling that no one can fulfill. Are you not even hear from some marriage couple that, oh, stay single and enjoy your life more you can? Why? Because probably in that marriage, she hate her husband, his husband, or the husband hate the wife. Or the wife and husband hate their children. And they're getting tired of the children and the wife from the husband and husband from the wife. And that's why they make those kind of comments. Also, churches don't address many times or not often marriage from the pulpits. They not address the husband. They not address the wives. They not address the youth person or their single person in our churches. In order to understand what is marriage according to God's word. Paul is, is going to mention two vocations. And this chunky part from verse 22 to verse 32 or 33. And he's going to address vocations. First of all, for those who aspire to be married, we need to understand our vocation. We are called to be husbands and wife. Why I say that? This sounds like I we already know that God called to be husband and wife. Yeah, but there are some people who not understand what is husband, what is wife. Why I say that? Because in our culture or in our days, we have men who are acting in marriage. As a child, they saw more the wife as a mother than a wife. Or they saw the woman as more than a friend, more like a friend than a wife. Oh, in the other side, let's flip the tortilla for a little bit and look the husband, they look the wife, that the husband, that the wife looked the husband as a father. A, a man who can pay me for my desires. I mean, he can, he can supply me a house, he can supply me a car, he can supply me money and all my desire flesh. There's some group that they saw men's like that, and let's flip one more time the tortilla, and see that there are some men that saw women like that. How, how, what can benefit I can get for this woman? We call to be husband, but what is husband? What is husband? First of all, the word saw husband as the tyrants of the houses. So men, they're not should to be very men. They, 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 they see men as a slave of the wife. And that's not true. God called the husband to be a protector of the household. To be the one who guards. 
the house, to be the one who guard their wives. Not to be the one who is hiding in the back of the wife and say, you go first and you defend the house and I'll go later. No, husband must to lead their houses because God called them to lead their houses. For those single men who aspire the vocation of be husband, do you submit yourself? That's a question. Do you submit yourself to Christ in fear? In order to you have someone who is submit to you. For those who are single, women, single women, when you look a man in, a con in the congregation, you should to ask yourself and look him if he is willing in love to submit in fear to Christ. Because if he is willing in fear to submit to Christ, he is willing to lead their house. And to lead the house well, with no fear from men, with courage, but wife. It's also called right here in this verse 21, to submit. To submit to their husband. To submit to Christ too. So husbands submit to Christ, wives submit to Christ. But in marriage, in the marriage life, wives submit to husband. In other words, the wife put under the protection and under the counsel and under the direction of the husband. If you aspire marriage, single ladies, do you, do you have this heart of humility to submit to a man. Because if you cannot submit to Christ right now, or in other words, if you cannot submit to pastors, authority, you can, you're not going to submit to your husband. You're going to have difficulties. Why? Because the world, see, submission is a course. It's like, no one like the laws, no one like to obey the laws, no one likes to obey God's law. No one likes to obey instruction and directions and commandments. They, we hate it as in our nature. But for those who have a new nature, we should be willing to be submitted to our authorities. And husband, if, if, if a single man is not willing to submit to Christ... By hearing the preaching of the gospel from the pulpit or study the scriptures or meditate and pray and, and, and depends upon 100% of, 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 of Christ, he's not going to lead the house well. Because when you get to, when you be a husband, you need wisdom, you need knowledge. You need mercy. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you're not in Christ, you're not going to lead in your house well. That's why we have a lot of divorce, divorces in our churches today. Because men from the pulpit are cowards. They're not encouraged men to be like men, to, to, to act like men. You, sir, you call to be a leader of your house and the protector. You are the commander in your house. 
We have this distortion of marriage, of marriage today. And I appeal with the scripture, the marriage, it's the, it's the, um, is the, the sunrise of God's glory, church, and Christ. Christ command the church, the church obey Christ. So in marriage, who give the commands? Who give the instructions? The instructions should to, should to be coming from Christ to the main head, so men can talk to their children, talk to their wives and say, we're going to do this. You see what is important? That you, you, you marry with a, a man who know the scripture, who is willing to submit to Christ? So that way, in order, single ladies, you are not dealing with ch children's. You're not dealing with men that they don't have any idea how to manage their house. That's why some women jumping up and take the lead. And that's a shame. Because that's not biblical. Women should to follow the lead of the husband. There's consequences of those who marriage with the wrong person. Some Christians receive the instruction from the scripture. Do not marry with unbelievers. Right? And then men marry with unbelievers. Women marry with unbelievers. And what are the consequences? There's no direction in the house. There's no consequence. You can say to me, there's a couple that I know they have a hundred years of marriage. And they're faithful and they're good. That's life. There's not true love. We can live with a tradition for years in loving. Let me give you this illustration. Uh, there was a family who built their house in front of the highway. And this highway was never finished by the government. But one day the government started building the highway. And, and they noticed that this government is still working faster. At a point to almost finish in three Probably three weeks. They don't care. The family don't care. They say, it's my house. I love my house. The wife cry. The, the husband say, okay, the wife is crying. I'm going to stay here. So they start putting concrete in the windows and the doors and the up there and everywhere to not hear the noise of the highway because the highway start running after three weeks. But this family get to the point to almost die. Guess what happened? They start blocking the concrete and get out from the house in order to move in another house. Why are they waiting so long? Because our comfort? You see, some marriage with 120, 30 years and they don't have Christ or they marry with an unbeliever and they pay the consequences or they become divorced or, or, or a lot of problems in their marriage. Until everything is broke. Everything is late. And imagine this. Let's add a little bit more to our plate. Um, 
no pastors equipping men and equipping women. No counseling, no biblical counseling, no biblical instruction from the pulpit. What is marriage? That's why some women and some men have the problem of submission. Because they don't know what that means, submission. They just have this misunderstanding of submission. Submission, brethren, it is gospel problem. The way you see the gospel, when you see Christ is obey unto death, that's your temple. Of submission. We never gonna be like him. Because he is God. But we are called to imitate. His obedience. Not in the way to save people. But in the way. To imitate him. And you know why some person. Have this problem of submission also. Because they are negligent. To the word. They are not reading God's word. They're not asking questions to God's word. They're not looking for, for God's wisdom. Marriage, brethren, it says to show the glory of Christ. We, when spoken in past, uh, before I get married with my wife, we receive the calling to serving the Lord. One you get married with your husband or, or wife, you receive the calling to serving to God. Why? The Bible is talking to us. Submit one another. It's saying, you, woman, and you, men, are calling to serving Christ with fear. Add yourself to those who are single. If you are looking for the perfect, which is not true, perfect man or perfect wife, ask this question, as she is willing or he is willing to serving God alone? Because when you get married, you are one flesh. You become one mind. The, the family become one mind. There's not such a thing that, oh, I'm going to take my decision and you take your decision. Or you take your way and I take my way. You make your goals and I make my goals. I have my mission. You have your mission. I have, I have my desires. You have your desires. And there are some couples that they live in different beds or in different rooms or in different houses. Or they spend years with their family. No. They're calling, they're calling, we are calling to be together in submission. So we are calling also, second, to serving men. And when I say to serving all men, that means in everything men please. I call as men to serving my wife. What? But how? How you how men are calling to serving their wife? First, provide for their needs. That's why if someone aspires to be married, need to know how to work, 
how to make money, how to provide for the needs of that woman. You, you see, ladies, that you see, wives, the Christ, no, I'm sorry, God called men to a high calling, protect, provide, lead, instruction. Give his life is his is it is necessary for this woman. The only person who need to come to home with bleeding hands is the man. Because he's calling to serve his neighbor. Just talking about the wife. And I ask myself, and I ask those who are married, do you sacrifice your time, your life? Everything you are for your wife. For your wife. And when I say sacrifice everything for your wife, I'm not saying that you should to give everything she please, but everything she needs. Because we are calling to be married with a wife, not with a little two years old girl. That whatever she please, whatever she wants. We are calling to mutual service, mutual service, mutual ministry. I'm calling to serving my wife with my strength, with my body, with my knowledge, with my age. You see why some men have difficulty in marriage? Because they don't understand. Or probably they don't like these words you call, you are called to be a man stop acting like a boy stop acting like a two years old boy or four years old boy be a man speak yes or no take decisions but what is the other problem that we have brethren our parents the parents don't teach the children to be a man to be a husband, to be a wife. They're more excited about speaking to the single ones. They're more excited that you can get a title from university in order to you graduate and be someone. There's no more desire to be a wife and to be a husband anymore. You know what? I, I, I want to be a doctor. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a person who has spent 30 years, 40 years in singleness. They prefer to battle with pornography and fornication than marriage. Why? No, you know what? I have my own house. I have my Tesla outside. Look. I have a lot of money in my bank. I can take vacation in, give me a name, uh, um, Italy. Italy. And be there for a month. Come back and be good. Who went to be a married? No one. Because our self-desires, our selfish desires, our sinful desires, we are not understand that we are called to serve one another. Marriage is not only provision, it's not only protection, it's serving, it's loving. 
is give you life for the other person in order to love your neighbor. And in this service, spoken about sexual relationships, we also called to do that. To love with our minds, with our flesh, our wives. And wives, you call. And those who aspire to be a wife, you're going to be called to do the same thing. To give love to your husband. To be wife of the one husband. And husbands be one wife. When I say one wife, I'm saying in your mind and in your eyes and in your heart. That's loving your neighbor. That's, that's fulfilling the law. That we're not going to obey completely. That does not mean that we're going to ignore the command. That we should to love our neighbor. In the second table of our, of our, of our Ten Commandments, how they start. Honor your father and mother, right? But then how does they, they start becoming? We're starting to appoint to a single person. Murder. No commit adultery, no fornication, no covet. The, 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 the car, if we can translate to our days, don't covet the car, don't covet the computer, don't covet the beer, don't covet the wife. Don't covet. And for those who aspire marriage, you must not covet. You never, brethren, I'm I warning you, and I'm going to warn in the marriage once. Please. Get away from the idea that, ah, oh, I wish I can have that husband. That's sin. You are covered from your neighbor. I wish I can have that wife. Why? Because we are sinful and we're going to have those desires. When our marriage are not well, when our marriage are, 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 not, are not grounded in the scripture, that we understand that we call to serving the Lord with fear, we're going to start covering other marriages because we think those other marriages are perfect and we are not. We're going to start covering singles. You can start covering the boyfriend of the other one or the girlfriend of the other one. Stay away from that. God have one perfect person for you. I don't have the name. I wish I could have the name tell you. Look, this is the guy. This is the girl. Go forward. No. But God have one. For you. But we also need to stay away. Marriage one. For, the, for having the stamp in our foreheads of hypocrisy. We should, we should to recognize that we need this great Christ. In our marriage. That we need to understand Him. That we need to obey Him. That we need to fear Him. That we need to understand that He paid with blood for our lives. And husbands, they need to understand that Christ paid with His life for the wife. In order to you forgive your wife. In order to you be humble servant and talk to your wife about the scripture. Lead your house. And wives need to understand the same thing. In order to they submit willingly, humble to their husband and receive instruction. And this is my little video of five, um, 
five cents to you single ones. You must need to learn from Christ, humbleness, serving, and the way he speaks through because you're going to rebuke you, you husband of your wife in the future. People think that wives, they don't have any authority in the household. They have authority in the household. Not like men's, but they have. They have a limited or limited authority in household. When the husband left, who is in charge? The wife. The wife disciplined the children. The wife instruct the children. When the husband arrives, who is in the final authority? Husband. Either when the husband is left, he is the final authority. But who is in charge? The wife. But when your husband does something wrong, what are you going to do? Spoken about sin. Do you going to will, willing to rebuke him? It's your neighbor. It's your brother. You rebuke him privately. And husband, you rebuke your, your, your wife privately. You're not go outside and talk to this group of Bible study of women about your husband and embarrass your husband because you are making more damage to your own body than you don't have an idea because you are one with him. If you speak against your husband evil and you speak against your husband with a sinful heart and thoughts, you are speaking against yourself. That applies also for husband. Husband, you're not speak for, to you for uh, about your wife with other men. That's not manly. That's not how Christ led his church. In church, you're not to speak against your Savior. Because he paid for you. So when I can divorce then? That's another question, right? You're talking about this. Great thing about serving, about vocation. But what happened when divorce show up to the door? You avoid it. You abolish. You try to avoid. You, try, you need to try to fix the relationship. No matter what. No matter what. You are believers. You have God's wisdom. But what about if my husband commit adultery? That woman should do... Forgive the husband? This is my position. You don't have to be like me. But my position is yes. Because love forgives sins. And cover multitude of sins. But what about if I don't want to? Is sin? I'm going to leave in the table to you and say, It's upon you. It is upon you. Why? Because in some cases, it's really horrible sin. But what about if my husband is looking pornography or my wife is looking pornography? Should I shoot the worst? No. You rebuke him. What about if he not listen? You take to the pastors. What about if he not listen to the pastor? The pastor needs to take to the church and discipline him. What about if he not repent? It's communicate him. From the church. And waiting for repentance. Waiting for repentance. Be patient. But what about if I get tired? 
I laid in your hands. I just walked to you to the path of love and mercy. And other, it's upon you. The decision, it's upon you. Jesus said, the reason Moses gave letters to the Jewish for divorce, what was the problem? Their heart. Because they don't like one woman, they get a divorce. That was not even sin about. That was not even divorce for sin. That was divorce for selfish desires. They saw another beautiful woman say, Oh, I don't like this woman. I don't like that woman. Why? Because she don't know how to cook. She don't know how to make uh, tacos, tortillas, or hamburgers. Or she don't give me a song. She cannot get pregnant. So I, I, I'm going to divorce. You're not divorced for those points. It's a hard problem. You see why you need to stay faithful knowing Christ? To avoid sin in your marriage. Not in the way that you're not going to sin anymore. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. To avoid. To stay away. From divorce. To maintain the unity. When you see that you are called to serving in the Lord. One another. You are remind yourself. That you should not divorce. Because Jesus said. No man can separate. Husband and wife. No one. Even try to separate someone. You know how many so-called Christian women and men. They are. Doing that evil thing? Separate other marriages? You know how? How many? But if the pastors don't answer this issue, if the pastors don't instruct the church, and they're not calling these men to lead their house, to protect the household, who's going to do? The devil. Right? The ministers of Satan. Gonna stand up and gonna say, like, well, guys, you know what? Do whatever you want, whatever is in your conscience. No worry about it. No worry about it. That's dangerous. Stay away from that still or teaching. But when we are serving, when we are together in unity. We need to understand that we must to have the same feeling. For those who aspire marriage, you need to have this other qualification in mind. Same feelings. Not only attraction, but same feeling in the Lord. As he is reverent in the, in, in the things of God. And he is respect. With the word of God. With the heavenly things like, like Lord's Day. Bible study. He is committed. I'm not, I'm not saying you should be looking for a pastor. No, no. Stay away also from an idea. Or from the daughter of the pastor. Stay away from the idea. Or for the deacon. Or for the... Just name it. No, stay away. You look him. You look her as she is reverent or he is reverent. Have the same feeling I have 
for God. Because you're going to be one with this person for all your life until God call you to heaven. There's not, there's not turning back. You, want, you make a covenant with this person? Forever. You say in front of the mighty God, I swear that I'm going to protect you, loving you, care of you in sickness and oldness. And when you got 90 years old, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to change your diaper if it's necessary because I love you. Do you see, brethren, that you are you the ones who are single here? Do you see that love is more than sweet words? It's actions. It's showing you. So don't let women play with you, Harmon. Don't let women take your energy from you and your strength. Wait for the one. Don't let men. Take your time and lose your time. Wait for the one. For the one who have the same feeling. For the one who have the same service for the Lord. That he want to serve the Lord. And when I say serving, it's not about preaching and evangelism and, and being church and, and both. No, I'm saying about he loved the Lord with all his heart and mind. He is a Christian. Uh, he's humble. When I finish this four points, I'm gonna application. I'm gonna make application to the marriage one. But uh, he's humble. As uh, she is humble. And I'm not saying humble in the way she or he dress. I'm saying in the way he is living in front of the eyes of God. And it's a command from God to have the same feeling. It's the command from God to be united with this person forever and to serving forever with him. You're going to spend the time, the rest of your life with that person. So now, marriage one. Do you have the same feeling for your wife? And your wife have the same feeling for you, men. Men need to have and wives need to have the same reverence for God. The household is not divine. There's no such a thing. There's two minds. There's one mind. I talk to my wife and say, we're going to go north. And she say, well, what about if we go south? And I say, no, we go north. And she say, all right, I follow you. Why she need to follow me? Because I'm going to be responsible for that decision. I'm the one who's going to pay the consequences. Not her. Who's the one who's going to give a comfort to my whole family? My neighbor? My pastors? The deacons of the church? The members? Who? Husband. Husband. So you have the same feeling. You have the same mind. You have the same desire to serving together. And if you don't have reverend, if you don't have service, brethren, repent. 
Ask, ask for help to the Lord. Ask for help to Christ. Be humble. And recognize that you need help. But at the same time, you are calling to be humble together. We are called as married couple to walk humble one another. How? When I have to receive rebuke? <laughs> When she needs to receive rebuke? When you need to, woman, when you need to understand that you're wrong. Wife, when you need to understand that you're wrong. Say, yeah, I'm wrong. Wasn't that right what I did? Forgive me. And husband, you need to be humble and say, yes, I forgive you. Because you're my wife. And not only my wife. You are my sister. Christ paid for you. Christ forgive my sins. I should to forgive you sins. And we are humble husband to understand that we're wrong. That we take decisions wrong. When the, 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 we never come to the scripture or in prayer to ask God for help and wisdom. Do you see singles? The marriage is another level. If you're not willing to serve and be united with your church, that's, that's a one step for marriage. If I can say that. You're not willing to be united with your church. You're not be willing to be united with your wife and you, or your husband. If you don't like submission, if you don't like to obey commands from the scripture, you're not going to like when your wife or when your husband talk to you. It's not about character. It's not about how he speak. It's not about oh because I, 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 I I'm I'm American and I'm married with a Hispanic or or I am married with an African or I'm married with an Asian and that's that that's our problem. No 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 no. Your problem is your heart. That's your problem. You better fix it. So we are called both husband and wife. To fear God. That's not such a thing. Because you're the husband. You must to fear more God. No. -uh. You too wife. If you not fear God right now. If you not fear God right now. Don't go marry. Do not even be in relationship. Stay away. Learning. Fear God. Because the cows. Or, 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 or the. Or, or how we get this fear is by the knowledge of God, by knowing Him. How wisdom is starting our lives with the fear of the Lord. You see, for those who are married, do you see how issues can be fits in a marriage? By bringing right away to the table. Are we fear God or not? Because if I fear God, I'm not going to Go against my wife, and my wife is not gonna go against me, and she and he gonna forgive me. Do you see why it's important to have the fear? To not commit any sin against your neighbor, in other words, your wife or your husband. Are you are content, content with God? Are you have this joy 
of God say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with him. Because if you are not happy with your Lord, with God, I have a bad news for you. You're not going to be happy with the husband or the wife. That's why we in marriage have contentment. In Christians. Because we have this joy of God. Because we delight in Him. I'm not delight completely in my wife. I have to be delight and, and, and enjoy this great God. Also my wife. So that way when your wife and your husband sing, you're going to see this man as a sin, sinful man. Say, this, is not per- this guy is not perfect. What am I asking you him to be a perfect man? Why am I going to ask my wife to be a perfect wife? When she is, she is in the process to be perfect one day. And she is not mine. And he is not mine. He is he's the Lord's servant. Oh, she is the Lord's servant. But wives are called to fear the husband. Husbands are called to love their wives. And I'm going to explain in, 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 in the, I think, lesson number three. Lord willing. But wives are calling to fear the husband. Why? Because the husband can kill the wife? No! Because the husband has the authority to um, hit the wife? Or get divorced because the wife don't prepare me the coffee right? That's foolish. That's stupid. Why then? I have to fear my husband. Because was instituted by God. Look verse 22. Wives, submit to you all husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the what? If is the head of the wife. That's why. Because Christ, because God appointed this man to be the head. That's why. You fear him. Not in the way that you fear men or you fear the Lord. But you fear him. And the way to, okay, I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to go against you. I'm going to look my my mother Eve. And I'm going to see her example of submission. And I'm going to stay away from Eve. Example. And I'm going to look Sarah. And I'm going to see Sarah call Abraham Lord. As in the way of submission. You know, my wife, need, she don't know to call me Lord. She don't need to. You don't need to call you husband Lord. No. It's an action of submission. It's an acting of submission. But our, our motivation in the service, our motivation is the fear of God. Is the fear of God. It's understanding that God is the judge of our lives. And the Christ command, we obey. We obey submission to one another with good conscience. Good conscience. You're not going to obey your husband, wife, just because he's your husband. You know how many times wives and husband think this? Oh, I'm going to do this because she's keeping saying to me. So she leave me alone, finally. That's sinful. That's because you're not obeying for love. You're, you're, you're not serving for love. 
Oh, I'm going to prepare his meal just because I have to. Or I'm going to go work because I have to pay the rent for my wife. And I have to pay her car and I have to pay her phone and I have to pay this and that. And I have to give for this and for that and for the shoes and blah, blah, blah. That's sinful. Stay and repent. Repent for the sins. We, see, we need to submit one another with a good conscience. Husbands, submit to the Lord in good conscience. Christ's command, you obey, happy and with love and grateful. You're not questioning. You're not saying, oh, because the Bible says so, I have to provide for my family. Oh, because the Bible says that I have to protect the wife. Ah, because the wife, because the Bible say I have to do family worship in my home. That's sinful. Repent for that sin. Obedience in in marriage, obedience to God together, is non-negotiable. There's non-negotiable. There, this is not golden corral. You pick what you're gonna do, and she pick what she's gonna do. You have a job. You have a calling to fulfill. In order to proclaim God's glory to the world. That's the point of marriage. That's the goal of marriage. That's why if you single ones aspire to marriage. Make sure that you want to proclaim God's glory. In that marriage. And not because it's the most beautiful woman in the world. No, there's a hundred and thousand beautiful women in the world. Probably. Or men's. Where is no fear, brothers. Where is no fear from God. There is no such a thing as a proper submission. Or biblical submission. Or biblical serving. Where there's, where there's no fear of God. And it's our responsibility as pastors. To exhort the members to fear God. That's my job. That's the job of the elders. To tell the church, church, you should to imitate Christ's service, service and the way he instructs his church. Now in the way of salvation, husbands are not calling to be exactly like Christ. They're calling to acting, to living like disobedience of Christ. And finally, we have limits of submission in marriage. God gave us His law as limit of submission. If my wife say something to me or command me something that it's going to violate God's commands, I, I cannot obey. I should not going to obey. If my husband talk to me in order to violate my conscience or the law of God, I should not obey. I should not obey. You, need, you, you know why you need to know the Bible? To have a better marriage? To not be negligent in, in, in the study and the meditation? And finally, the last point. In our limits... It's his will. Not my will. Not the husband's will. Not the wife's will. will. It's God's will. If you're going to take a decision today for those who are married, 
They need to go to the Bible and ask the Bible, what is God's will? Sure answer from our catechism, glorify Him and enjoy Him forever. So if that decision that you need to take, either one you singles, it's glorify God and obey Him forever, do it. Obey, because it's God's will. You know, there's a person who is praying for probably 10, 15 years. Oh, it is the will of God that I, can, that I have to be married? Like God is not clear in the scripture that call you to marry? Or what do you need? An angel to come and tell you, Hey, miss, blah, blah, blah. I come from heaven and tell you marriage. Oh, yeah. To who? I don't know. Oh, I, ha I should pray another 15 years. No. No, brethren. No, sister. God's will and His scripture, God limit submission in His scripture. In conclusion, for those who are not married, no matter how wealthy they are, no matter how educated they are, no matter how many years in marriage they are, Without Christ, there is no such a thing as a perfect as a as a as a perfect life. Because Christ present us in front of this God, the Father, perfect, blameless. We never gonna find joy in a one in a woman or in a man. We always have this great joy in God alone forever. So if there are not believers, repent for your sins and trust in this God forever. That He is willing to forgive you because He's His will. To trust in Him, to love Him, to receive His love and grace and to receive eternal life. That's the solution. Not the problems of the marriage. It's our sins are forgiven. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the instruction. Thank you for your encouragement. Lord, I ask you for help us to look in you upon other things, Lord. To have joy, to have comfort in you, to have delight in you, Lord. Help us estrange our faith in Christ alone for your glory and for the abundance of your kingdom. Amen.